Welcome to Pocket Fiction by Steve Cook. Noctis Point, Chapter 25. Why do they call you the Shrike anyway? Sarah said. They were back at the palace. Captain Bolo had been dropped off in Glasgow, the unmarked skimmer taking to the skies once more to ferry Sarah and Ariadne back to the palace. Hmm? They call you Shrike. You're operatives. You've never actually told me why. The Shrike is a butcher bird. It stabs its prey onto thorns and spikes, then eats them. It's like a stockpile of food and makes it easier for the bird to eat. Sarah ran her finger along the seam of the slick suit and it peeled off her flowing down into a black puddle of silky material on the floor. Ariadne turned away and busied herself looking at the pictures of the psych, Rasputin, trying to fix his face in her memory. Slick suits were best worn next to skin, with nothing beneath them, a fact she was suddenly acutely aware of. That doesn't help, Sarah said from off in the bedroom. Why did you choose to call yourself that? Because would you mess with anyone calling themselves the Shrike? Ariadne pulled out the little device she had stepped on in the warehouse, turning it over in her fingers. I read it in a book a few years ago. A monster called the Shrike. Sounded pretty crazy, so why not? (laughs) Hey, can you smell something burning? Sarah came back into the room wearing a long t-shirt with a pouty dog on it and leggings. Smells fine to me, she said. Still, we got what we want, right? What have you got there? Ariadne turned and held out her hand for Sarah to see. It was about the size of a thick coat button, simply designed. The top section fitted into the bottom section, and when stepped on could not be easily removed. Ariadne rummaged in her pouch for a small knife and levered the two halves apart. Inside, there was a clay-like substance with a tiny piece of circuitry stuck in it. It's that stuff from the Jovian, Ariadne said. What did Reeve call it? Bio-clay. That's how he knew we were there. It's a psychic signal sent from this. Clever. And irrefutable evidence linking Jovians first to actual Jovians. Yes, he was rather clever, Sarah said, smiling. Well, what do we do now? Ariadne walked over to a chair and sat down. It's cold in here, she murmured, shivering. Anyway, we know that the terrorists who attacked, Jovians first, were supported by a psych who wasn't apprehended. One Rasputin Ternevsky... We know he's young, still in training at Noctis Point, though he must have some sort of inside connection if he can come and go as he pleases. We know they're well supported, if the munitions, information and... She waved the little device. This thing are anything to go by. Sarah came over to the chair and sat on its arm, leaning one elbow on the chair's back. And what's the next step? Well, we follow the money. Ternevsky's family, known associates. Those of the others back there, Vic and Chandri, was it? Chandy, Sarah corrected. Yes, thanks. And Hill, she looked like she was running the place. But who's giving her the orders? She shook her head and stretched out her aching muscles. Now that we know who to look for, we've got a fighting chance of finding out. I really want to know why they blew up the comm centre as well. And what will you do with them when you catch them? Asteroid mining, probably. Father might be so annoyed that he'd have them executed, but I doubt it. There's always asteroids that need mining, always some sort of good press to be spun out of anything like this. Something was bothering Ariadne, something important, but she couldn't put a finger on it. 
She got up and thumbed the temperature controls in the apartment. That's about it for tonight, though. You can go if you want. A glass of wine is calling, I think. Oh, Sarah said, getting up and coming over to Ariadne. I think I'd much rather stay. Make yourself comfortable, why don't you? Her fingers reached for the seam on Ariadne's suit, ready to remove it. And then the pieces fell into place. The burning smell, the cold, the questions, the advance and the aching muscles. Fast as a viper, Ariadne whipped out the little needler from her pouch. Rasputin Ternevsky? Sarah stopped, then smiled. No, no, I'm definitely Sarah. You're just paranoid, Princess Ariadne. Ariadne shot Sarah. The thin laser entered her body almost exactly central, passing through and scoring a hole in the wall of the apartment. Ariadne moved back, keeping Sarah in her sights. Sarah never calls me that, she growled. Give it up. Sarah looked down at her chest and laughed. There wasn't a mark, no sign that she had been shot at all, and she continued to advance on Ariadne. With every step she took, though, part of the glamour that had covered her fell away, revealing the mocking face of the boy Syke from the warehouse. Couldn't just leave well enough alone, he said, his voice soft and dangerous. But imagine that. The princess herself is the one they call the Shrike. The name whispered in intelligence circles, feared wherever shadows gather, and now you're done. Ariadne shot him again, this time between the eyes, then twice around the chest. He kept coming, and now the entire apartment was falling apart to reveal a darkness beyond, endless void. Her foot knocked into something on the floor and she fell backwards over it, tumbling over and losing her grip on the gun. In a trice he was on her, pinning her. This is foolish, he said. You're caught, and you know it. Give in gracefully. Never, she hissed, twisting under him. He moved slightly and seizing her chance, she thrust her knee into his groin. The entire world fractured, like an imperfect mirror dropped from a great height. Pieces of it started to fall away, even huge chunks of the darkness, and beyond that were the grim grey walls of the warehouse. The cold remained, though. Ariadne looked around, not sure where she was in relation to everything else. They had tied her to a crate with coarse rope, sat down on the floor. She could see the gantry where they'd caught her. How long ago? Were Sarah and Bolo safe? The big woman, Hill, pushed Rasputin out of the way. He was nursing his crotch, Ariadne noticed to some satisfaction. Imagined pain is just as bad as the real thing, eh? Hill's face twisted in displeasure. Seems you're a bit crap, Raz. I'd say you lost your balls when you lost your powers, but then I guess you'd be okay right now if that were true. I'd got my powers back. The boy spluttered. Bitch. Hill looked at Ariadne, then sneered. Find her friends. They can't take this back to the Empire. Immediately, Vic and Chandy grabbed large guns and headed up onto the gantry. I'll finish this one. What are you hoping to achieve? Ariadne said, desperately trying to buy time. My father knows about this. No, he doesn't, Hill said, picking up Ariadne's needler. The pouch was lying discarded to one side, its contents spilling out onto the concrete. The war with the Jovians is unjust. History repeats itself. Settlers come to the new land and the natives are destroyed by disease, by gunshot or by slavery. Humanity hasn't moved on since the Dark Ages and it's time that the cycle ends. What are you getting out of this? You're human too. 
The knots on the rope weren't very tight, but they were enough to restrict her movement. The sound of a gunshot, and then another, echoed off in the darkness. That's better, Hill said. What are we getting out of it? Power, of course. This planet won't roll over immediately. It'll take a good few weeks of great big mech suits pounding the palace down into bite-sized chunks. But when it happens, the coordinator is poised to take power, and he'll need enforcers. Enough work to last my lifetime, I reckon. You blow up the comm centre. Why? The big woman aimed the needler at Ariadne. You really are deluded. As if we'd just blow up a comm centre. Random acts of violence, is that it? Just another bunch of dumb terrorists. She sighted along the barrel. No more questions. Any last words? We want the same ends, Ariadne said sadly, trying to find some middle ground in the woman's hard, uncompromising stare. You're just going about it the wrong way. Just like father. Tough shit, Hill said, and squeezed the trigger. A brilliant green bolt of energy slammed into the needler, taking most of Hill's hand with it. Blood and chunks of roasted skin spattered onto the ground, and Hill screamed. Another bolt took her in the neck, beheading her, and then a third and fourth took her in the chest. Ariadne looked around, but the psych was nowhere to be seen. Hill's body finally slumped to its knees, then keeled forward. I'm down here, Ariadne shouted. Sarah's head poked up over the gantry railing. Then Captain Bolo's. Ariadne sighed in relief as they came down the stairs. He's gone, Bolo reported as Sarah untied Ariadne. Can't sense him here. What happened? Sarah hugged Ariadne tightly, ignoring the taciturn Bolo. You just got up and walked over to him. There was nothing we could do. We went back up to the roof. Then those two, Vic and Chandy, followed us. Lucky the captain here was ready for them. They're dead? Bolo nodded. We should go. Your Imperial Highness, it's not safe for you to be here. I liked it better when you thought I was the Shrike, Ariadne said, rubbing her legs to bring the feeling back quicker. But I agree. We've got everything we need here and more. We know where they're striking, we know when, we know what their plan is, and we know who our rogue psych is. That Ternevsky kid, he's dangerous. Bolo nodded. If his family can afford it, they'd have known he was a psych, trained him from birth. Knocked his point is just a formality for him. He shook his head. Never seen the like. I'd not want to attack him head on. Hopefully we won't have to. His father's the one we want. Why? Who's his father? Wait, Sarah said. Tenevsky. Coordinator Tenevsky. The man that runs the Central Territory? None other, Ariadne said. This is a coup, and father's got no idea. You've been listening to chapter 25 of my novel, Noctis Point. If you've enjoyed this, why not check out my website, stevecookfiction.com, where you'll find more episodes and blogging about writing. <laughs>